You guys, you need to get your hands on the water bottle everyone is talking about. The Hydro Jug. It is seriously one of my new favorite items. These durable and reusable jugs hold more than a half gallon of water so you'll stay hydrated all day long. Now say goodbye to filling up your tiny bottle every hour and hello to your Hydro Jug. Now Hydro Jug is cool because they are great for anything. Going for a run, going to the gym, going for a hike, maybe sitting down and watching a movie. It's perfect for all of that because it holds a half gallon of water. It is dishwasher safe and it's shatterproof. So it can withstand anything that life throws at you. Now Hydro Jug is awesome because they offer 40 different color combinations to pick from as well as these sleeves that help keep your water colder for longer and there's some pretty cool color combinations in that as well. Now each month they offer a special edition jug and a special edition sleeve and you can find that and all their other latest releases on their Instagram at Hydro Jug. Hydro Jug is awesome for the holidays because it's cool, it is affordable, and there's color combos for everyone. And let's face it, we all need water bottles. So if you want to get yours or one for someone you love, go to thehydrojug.com and use discount code COUNTRY to get 10% off your order today. Hydro Jugs are game changers for anyone on the go. Again, use code COUNTRY, C-O-U-N-T-R-Y, at www.thehydrojug.com to get 10% off today and start hydrating today. Welcome back to Remember Country Music. This week I got to hang out with Joe Fortner. We talked about how his rock and roll upbringing influences his music today, as well as how he thinks Southern Rock has the chance for commercial success. We also talked about his EP, What I Believe, which absolutely kicks ass. Joe Fortner on the RCM Podcast coming at you. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Member Country Music Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kyle Corbus. And today, I got Job Fortner on with me. Job, dude, how are you? I feel like we've been doing this. We've been trying to plan this for a while. And obviously, you know, one thing gets to another and everyone's just busy. You're probably more busy than I am. But, you know, everyone's busy to some extent. Yeah. But I'm glad we get to sit down and find it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a long time coming. So, yeah, Here we are, man. Yeah, here we are. I mean, yeah, we're, tra- we're traded for the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, because um, it was just, crazy, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it, not uh, trying to keep everything going. So exactly, right. exactly. That's that's the biggest thing. Is you're trying to trying to keep every all all the balls in the court without losing them. And yeah. uh, listen, I definitely I lose them all. I, lo- I lose yeah. them all. <laughs> I am I am horrible at keeping anything on track. I try my best, and that, that's yeah. you know, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Yeah, so you're you know, from a town called uh, uh, I don't even know if I'm gonna get this right. Let me see, uh, Dalanga, Dalanaga, Dalanaga, Dalanaga. Yeah. That's pretty. That's do people get that Delon- messed up, or am I just an idiot? No, it, it happens all the time. It's kind of it's a crazy word. You look at it, it kind of throws you for a spin, but um. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's just a it's a gold rush town. It was like the first gold rush town of the east, cool. and uh, there's still gold mines there. It's uh, yeah. where my family is, and um, it's just a little country town in the mountains. Uh, That's cool, the Blue Ridge Mountains. Yeah. So, so, so you said there's still gold mines there. When you were a kid, did you like go and mess around in the gold mines, or is that like? A- oh yeah, yeah, and they let you like keep you know your little vial that's probably worth like five bucks. You know? <laughs> but oh yeah. You know, as a little kid, you're like hell yeah. <laughs> you're uh, like this is gonna buy me a uh, a drink yeah. at the. At the- cool. It was a cool town to grow up in. Like, I grew up buck dancing to live bluegrass. Like every year, there's this thing called Gold Rush. 
and uh so it's just every year on my birthday october 17th actually and uh we get out there and we would just buck dance to live bluegrass and there's like thousands of people out there it's, it's so can, can you explain what buck dancing is because honestly yeah. i have no buck dancing is kind of like uh irish clogging like river dancing okay uh are you good at it yeah are you good at it uh i probably had more confidence when i was a little kid you know all right (laughs) so so what you're saying is is that i couldn't ask you if 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 you drink a couple more of those Miller high lives you're not going to get up and buck dance uh maybe a bottle of whiskey oh all right all right (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right that's fair that's fair one day i'm gonna have to hold you to that one because i don't even i don't even I'm going to have to look up on the internet what this looks like. Cause obviously I know what Irish clog dancing looks like, yeah. but I feel like there's a variation of, of what we're talking about here. And it's just, you know, uh, it's crazy. You'd have to see my grandma do it. She can do it <laughs> really good. She still breaks down on the dance floor. Tears, she cuts oh, up yeah. The rug. oh yeah. Hopefully she'll, uh, she comes to a lot of shows with me on the road. So there you go. But, hopefully awesome. she's got a show in new jersey or something. So. There you go. That's you fantastic. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I can't dance a lick. I cannot dance. <laughs> I am probably the most uncoordinated. Well, no, I'm coordinated. All right. I'd like to think that I'm semi-athletic to the most part, but I just can't dance. I have no rhythm. It's like watching the Tin Man dance. That's basically the best way to describe it. <laughs> I hear you. So, yeah. you know, you ever see like eight seconds, Delane, Delane Frost? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Do you know the dance that they do? Uh, no, I don't. That, the wedding dance, if you, if you, well, it's going to be hard to explain. Basically, they do like this, I've seen it though. I've great movie, it. but they oh, do like this kick thing, and they're like on one foot, and I'm and I'm watching this movie, and I'm watching this scene, and I'm just like, how are they balancing for like a full minute? I can't even stand on one foot for five seconds. Oh, are they line dancing? Is that yeah, but they're, they're like kicking. It's like a kick. Oh, wow. Very I, weird. I'll send you the clip. Watch it. I gotta rewatch it. It's been a while. Please do. I'll send you the clip yeah. so you can go look at it. <laughs> but I'm like, how do they do this? I, I can't dance for shit. And um, that's why this podcast isn't about dancing because I can't do it. So um, basically, uh, Joe, we are here, man, to, to talk about you and talk about your music, obviously. Um, and we're going to kind of get into your new EP because, of course, I really want to. So we're going to talk a lot about that. But before we do that, um, I was thinking about things that I wanted to talk about today. And as of recording, as of right now, it is the day before Thanksgiving. And uh, those of you who know a little about little bit about me, um, I, I I work in radio. Um, you know, I sit in control rooms and listen to radio shows all day. And the biggest thing today that they talked about was Thanksgiving food and like hot takes on Thanksgiving. So I thought this would be funny to ask you because I feel like everyone's kind of got their own opinion, and I definitely have mine. But I'm gonna come out and ask you this: Are you a turkey guy or a no turkey guy? I'm a I'm not a turkey guy. You're not I mean, a turkey guy at all. I think it's dry. Yeah. <laughs> like unless you get some just like crazy good cook that just knows what the hell they're doing. I mean, I, I maybe had like one turkey that I've like been like, okay, this is amazing. You know. Okay. I like I like a ham. I'm, okay, I'm, so so I'm, you're so you're a, on the Thanksgiving table. You are a ham guy. Yeah, man. So you're so so, but so, but you're from the south. So uh, down south, they fry turkeys, right? Oh, yeah, like totally. Have you? I've never had fried turkey. Oh yeah, I mean it's 
it is what it is, but I just go for the ham, man. All right. So you're all ham all the time. I'm Someone a, made a really good point. point. I like the sweet ham, dude. They put that's, like that's a good point. all over it. I'm I'm all about that. <laughs> all right. I respect <laughs> it. I respect it. Someone said this. I think you're gonna agree with me when they, they said um they come on air and they say there's a reason why you go to a re- when you go to a restaurant, you can go to any restaurant, and no matter what, any day of the year, when are you ever gonna say, Man, I really want the turkey? Yeah, it's a good point, right? Yep, it's a really good point. Now, granted, on Thanksgiving, I will probably be eating turkey because I just will, or I'm gonna be yeah, starving. gotta try it, but I'm definitely gonna get more ham on my plate. That's respectable. So do, like do you like like what what is your side action looking like? I'm just genuinely curious. Mine is. Ooh, you got to get like uh sweet potato souffle. I don't know. If okay, you know. all right. Can you explain? Like that's like sweet potatoes with marshmallows on top. Okay. I, I was just making sure. All right. Yeah. That, and that's then a fine uh, broccoli, broccoli casserole all day for sure. All right. I'm a big broccoli uh, guy. And mashed potatoes and gravy. All right. I respect it. So if you would you do cranberry sauce or no cranberry sauce? Nah. Nah, me either. Nothing that stuff. Some dude said today that he liked cranberry sauce out of the can better than regular. And I was like, it's both gross. But like, why would you eat it out of no. the can? Like the, the ones that look like Jello, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, yeah. gross, gross. <laughs> yeah. None of that, none of that. I just want to clarify that. I want to talk about that. Mine, personally, if I could eat one thing on Thanksgiving, just this only this one thing. My mom makes these like loaded potato skins where she like cuts the potatoes in half and then fills them like with mashed potatoes and then like obviously okay. keeps the potato and then oh. put the cheese and the bacon in it and it's fucking fantastic and i would eat like four or five of them if i could um and yeah if i if i eat stuff like that like i get stretch marks you know <laughs> <laughs> and i i i gotta i gotta loosen a couple notches on my belt so, I mean, I don't know if I'll sit here and tell you I get stretch marks, but I definitely got to loosen a couple knots on the belt, and I will be uh, be doing that. I will be in the bathroom, head in between the legs kind of deal. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that one of those shirt off kind of moments, if you know what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I'm i with you. I'm, I'm totally with you on that one. But, um, you know, just just getting that, laying that one on the table, wanting to see what kind of guy you were. Didn't want to be, didn't want to be weird or all, or I didn't want you to say, I'm a big turkey guy because then I would that would have been sus and I would have said, all right, I think it's time for me to go. So I'm I'm glad you said what you said. And uh, <laughs> on that note, let's roll on in to some music here. I um, really, 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 really am looking forward to uh, talking about this EP. Um, if you haven't listened to it yet, um, it's out now. It's called What I Believe. And straight up, if you looked at my Instagram the past week, I posted about it and I said it's my uh, easily my favorite release of the week. Um, honestly, probably my favorite release of the month. It's, uh, just fantastic. I've been following you for, um, probably since 2018, honestly, um, ever since I heard Georgia and then, um, kind of going on from there. So, uh, we're going to talk about that, but we're also going to start a little bit, um, on the early days really quickly, just to brush up on it. So you started in 2018, um, with your self-titled EP and, uh, it had songs like Georgia, uh, wrong way. Uh, if I were you, obviously um uh playing gypsy and stereotype are on there as well so you put that out and um that was kind of just your way of showing people who you were right for the most part yeah and and, and it was um you know i went to high school in monroe georgia which is near athens 
which in Athens, Georgia is the University of Georgia. Go dogs. So we 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 were in high school next to a huge party school, you know. Yeah. So uh it was it was wild growing up around there and like a lot of those songs that that EP always feels like um Monroe, Georgia to me. You know, that area and where I grew up. It talks about a lot of the highways around there and the songs are about, you know, a high school girlfriend and songs that I wrote right when I got to Nashville. So, you know, that's really like a home EP for me, I think. Yeah. And that's kind of what it sounds like, especially like, especially like, I mean, you got a song like Georgia on there and that's obviously, you know, so, um, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I very much agree with you. And I think it kind of, it's, it's, it's very stripped down in my opinion. It's very stripped down. It's very much showing showcasing your voice. You have this very, um, if I'm wrong, go ahead and tell me I'm wrong, but it's very rocky with some country in there. And yeah. that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I grew up on, you know, like Blackberry Smoke, of course. Oh, yeah. You're from Georgia. Black Crows are from Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of Southern rock, a lot of Skinnerd. You know, a lot of rock and roll stuff. Yeah. And that, that's what I grew up on too. So that's yeah. why my segue to country was that kind of yeah. stuff. And you I, know, you know, I really didn't grow up on Haggard and stuff. You yeah. Know? And you're not going to really hear, you might hear it a little bit in my music. Cause I, I mean, I like that stuff, mm-hmm. but uh, it's not what I grew up on. So. Right. And I think that's cool. And I think it's cool that you, you really like hone in and just own that rock style because, you know, that's what you love. And you know, that's obviously what a lot of people love. And when I, when I segued into country music, I listen to Al Dean, Brantley Gilbert, um, yeah. like a little bit of Cole Forward. Like, like that's the first kind of stuff I listen to. Mm-hmm. And it's because I grew up on ACDC and Skinner and you know what I'm saying? Like the, the yeah. guitar, rock, drum, heavy rock and roll. That's what I grew up yeah. on. So yeah. um, that's kind of why I segued in that way. And I think that it's cool that we see that in the, what I like to call a filing cabinet of country music, because um there's so much and there's, there, there's so many um, sub lanes for people to go down for lack of a better term, yeah. um, which I think is fun. And, you know, I think it allows people to kind of express themselves in a better way. So then Job, so then 2020 comes along. Right. Mm-hmm. And from two years, I'm like, he's going to put some more music out waiting for him to put yeah. some more music out. Like what's like, what, what is happening here? And obviously, you know, you're writing and, and, and you're doing that thing. And, and obviously, you know, putting music out is very expensive. So, you know, you're not going to pump it out, you know, as, as it, as it comes in. So yeah. you want to kind of hang on. So you put out the Rona mixtape, which is yeah. a fantastic idea. Yeah. You know, you got a handful of songs on there and yeah. was there, was it a boredom project? Is that what it was? You know, I kind of, because I, I bought the microphone, uh, the studio mic and the interface and all that kind of stuff to record with. Mm-hmm. And I'd never used it before. And I just did it all on GarageBand, which is <laughs> my MacBook. And I'd never mixed uh, anything before. So played bass or played lead guitar on anything before. So it was all new for me. Um, and it was, yeah, kind of out of boredom. And I just had all the time in the world to just mess around with stuff. And a lot of the songs were written and recorded that day um that are on there so really so, uh, so yeah what you did all in one day yeah one what you can't control and nine cent dreams and all that stuff so 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 can i ask then did you have anyone else influence those rights or, or are they all just straight <clears throat> yeah i had some writers on there um friends that you know were comfortable with like coming over to the house and writing yeah. during that time 
Yeah. Cause nobody was riding. Um, I had a pub deal at the time actually, and nobody was still riding. Um, so yeah, I just wrote with friends that lived in the area. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think so. it's, it, it came out great and it was just kind of exciting. I feel like, especially during that time, I mean, I think the, the only thing people looked forward for was for new music or music content in a certain aspect, whether it be like Instagram lives or, or, you know, music videos or, but even then music videos weren't happening. So, um, you know, I, I think that stuff like that is kind of what helped a ton of people out. Like, like the Muscadine boys put out those, um, you know, those, those work tapes during that time, the two of those, like things like that were awesome. And I think it's cool to like, eventually going to look back on that and say, wow, like this was awesome. So I think it's cool that you're a part of that as well, because, you know, you're always going to be able to say, like someone's going to like one day you're going to have kids or, or maybe you're not, but you're going to have someone that's going to come to you and say, what the hell is a Rona mixtape? And then you're going to explain to them what the Rona mixtape is. Yeah. You know, so just like the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it's also, you know, songs that I, I never probably would have put out. It's, there's a lot of slow songs on there. It's, it's very like slow and I created all in my bedroom. I wanted it to kind of feel like that. You know, that's like the, the space that I was in. So it's a lot of slow songs, a lot of deep stuff. And are you not a slow song guy? I, I do like that. I think there's like a whole different side of me, you know, that can go into that area. Um, Cause I'm really influenced by like, you know, John Mayer and also Chris Stapleton, which they both kind of do that thing yeah. where they go solo by themselves vocally, you know? Yeah. So um, yeah, I think there's this whole deep side and I want everybody to see that, you know? I think so, that's, I think I think that's awesome. I think sometimes you know you got to peel back the. Uh, I'm gonna use a really stupid comparison right now, but you know, remember in Shrek where Shrek goes, ogres are like onions; they have layers. You got to yeah. peel back the layers. Yeah. I think a lot of people have layers, and you just got to peel them back and find them. Yeah. So um, I like that, and I well, I'm a, I'm a I'm a sucker for a slow song. I am because I feel like sometimes with slow songs, the lyrics are always a lot deeper. Um, yeah just because that's what you're focusing on. Uh, but that's just my personal opinion, um, yeah. obviously. You know. It's all a vibe for me, you know? Like, I know a run of mixtapes not really something you would turn on at a party necessarily. Right. But when you're cruising in your car at night, you know, I feel like it's maybe something you would jam. Or even just, like, hanging out, like, on the... Yeah, just hanging out the house. Like, drink, like drinking beer and just doing whatever yeah. you want to do, you know? Yeah. You know, just chill. Smoking a cigar, you know, yeah, whatever. Smoking pot, I don't know, whatever you want to do, you know, you sit there. And the, the good stuff. Dude. There you go. I knew yeah. that's what you were going to say. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that that, that, kind of, that there's music for that. And, you know, even like John Mayer, like you mentioned, John Mayer, John Mayer's, my opinion is very much like that. I mean, you know, when, when I'm doing stuff and just kind of hanging out and chilling, John Mayer's on the background, even obviously Stapleton too, as well. Like, you know, yeah. people, like, people like that that are very vibey, <clears throat> if, if that's the word you want to use. And, yeah. You know, I love music like that. So I think it's cool. You yeah. kind of honed in on that and then you flip the script, right? You put this, this EP out and it's just super, super just boom, like straight. To <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's yeah. just, it was, it was fun, man. It was fun to do the swap. I was like, holy shit. I'm about to put out this super vibey acoustic electric thing. And then all of a sudden we just go like full rock band on them. You know? Hell yeah. And it's, it's like the live band show. That's what we're really going for. It's exactly. And 
if you, I'm, and I'll say this, I'm going to let you talk all about it right now, but I'll say this. My favorite part about it is the fact that I can listen to that it's five songs. I can listen to one through five and it's all going to flow. Oh yeah. It's all going to flow into the next song. And how often do we see that now? N- almost never. We yeah. very rarely see that. And it's so awesome that I can go from bad out of Birmingham straight to that's my amen. And there's no break. Like you, you hear no dead air. It just go, it just flows in and it's, it's sick. It is so cool. So tell me five songs, you put this out. How long did you sit on it? How excited were you to put it out? And just what does this whole project mean to you? Cause awesome. Um, man, I, so a lot of these songs have been written for probably two and a half years um, and played on the road with my band. Like we toured, you know, when I first got started out, I was, you know, touring with Luke Combs and under his management and stuff like that. And then I started, you know, getting out on my own, doing uh, other shows and touring with like bands like Whiskey Myers and the Steelwoods and kind of getting back to my roots and the music that I love, you know, and uh, that just really started influencing me to, to uh, find my own sound. Yeah. And And, uh, that's where a lot of these songs were born. And uh a lot of stuff was happening at the time. Like my mother passed away during the process of writing this, the CP and um, you know, COVID happened and it was just all bunch of crazy, you know, a couple of years. Yeah. And uh, I wanted people to hear the difference, you know, in me, like I've changed since the first EP, you mm-hmm. know, like yeah. things happen, life is different. And of course I'm going to change, you know? So yeah. Um, and I hope it's for the better. So that's what this EP is all about. It's just trying to really express to people like where I'm at. If you want to dig into the lyrics, you can dig in as deep as you want, you know. And uh, it's it's where I'm at in life and how I'm feeling. So I, I, and I think that that it's cool that it's like that because that's what, in my opinion, someone someone asked me this last week and they said, um, "Do they think that, or do I think that?" Um, the singer songwriter is coming back into country music and I guess music in general, but, but specifically country music um, to the point where it's less of people picking songs and it's more people being just absolute triple threats and being able to do everything right, sing and play. And I said, for the most part, yeah, because I think we have guys like you and, and there's, there's the list goes on and on with the amount of people that are so talented that want to write the songs because it tells their story and, and that's why they succeed. So um, I think that's really awesome that you decided to kind of pick these five songs over the, the two year period or so. And it shows who you are at this moment in time. Like you said, 2018 showed who you were in 2018. Right. And I, and there's definitely a growth there. So I, there's a hundred, 100% of growth there. Um, but I think the writing on these songs is just absolutely phenomenal really absolutely phenomenal you put out i think i'm right here bad out of birmingham first right then that's my name and then uncle jim and then you put the other two out yeah the 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 original idea was to put the whole thing out together but covid so we recorded this ep uh the first week of march i guess of 2020 oh my god horrible timing (laughs) so like that week or the week after covid hit america so and at that time, everybody was talking about, oh, it'll be over in August, you know. So I was like, oh, I'll just hold on to these songs until August because I can't just drop them, 
not knowing what you know when we're going to be on the road again all the shows are canceled and stuff so um basically you know all the buzz and stuff that i've been building up was kind of lost at that moment because nobody everybody's scrambling the media is everywhere you know nobody's really paying attention to music at that moment you know right. when it right. first happened so i held on to it of course COVID kept going and going and going and uh you know finally uh i got with uh, empire which is a um distribution company in nashville and they were like yeah we need to uh start you know putting out singles because it's hard to get the algorithms going which are on spotify and all this stuff uh to get music you know on playlists and stuff like that so just like a little bit of the inside of the business and so you know we decided not to drop the whole thing because of covid just how long my music you know had how long it had been since I put out music, mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, so that's why, uh, when things started coming back around from COVID, we just decided to release the whole thing Yeah, because, you know, I feel like things are kicking back up and yeah, a hundred percent. I wanted people to, the reason that I recorded like that was I, I want to kind of bring back, you know, listening to albums and, and knowing what, you know, my favorite thing about an album, album is knowing the next song that comes on after the one I'm listening to. Like, that's just how I am. I listen to albums on a daily basis. Me too. Right. I start the first song, I got to listen to the whole album. Yeah. And I know everybody's not like that, but, you know, this is kind of my message to people that, you know, I want to kind of bring that back a little bit. Yeah. And I, I agree. I think that, that I do because I do the same thing. And, you know, I think that, some things that people don't realize is that when you're listening to an album and you have, you know, your first track on the album, that second track on that record, there's a purpose why that second track is there. It's not just there for, for fun. It's, it, there's, yeah. a, there's a reason why the artist decided to place that there. And I think that that's important to realize when you listen. Yeah. And it's, there's a whole message behind everything, you know, it's yeah. all meant to be together. It's all meant to be listened together. And it's just, you know, the way that the world works now and the way that the music industry is and the streaming system, you know? Yeah. But um, I think, you know, <clears throat> being on the road with Whiskey Myers and those guys, there are definitely people out there that still care about that. Plenty of people. Yeah. You know? um, they might be a little harder to get in touch with because they're out in the country, but that's all right. You know, just take well, if there's a If there's a will, there's a way. That's why yeah. they're so fun. So yeah. <laughs> I... Uh, that's cool. How, what, what was it like going on tour with them? Because they absolutely, absolutely <clears throat> kick ass. And I've heard nothing but great things about going on tour with them. Oh, yeah. It's uh, completely changed my perspective of live music and what a show is. And, like, what it means to really play music and what it also means to play Southern Rock. <laughs> that was kind of when I started digging back into like where I come from and why, why I listen to what I listen to. And like my, my favorite band of all time is Skinnerd, you know, and I try to think about what Skinner would want to say if they were here, you know, and, uh, and it, it would probably be uh, different from what people would think. Yeah, <laughs> I know? agree. And uh, so I, I think, I feel like I have an obligation to Southern rock now, you know, that, so would you, would you cl cl classify yourself more as Southern rock than country? Or more than rock. Uh, I would like to. Yeah, I think I, I would too. That's that's the only reason I asked. Or do you think you'd be somewhere in the middle? You know, um, maybe it's a crazy uh, dream, but maybe uh, there's room for commercial success for Southern Rock. 
I agree. I agree. I, I think that I, I really agree because honestly, if you're up here, right. in in this area and you play something super country, um, yeah. someone's not always going to grab onto it. And that's almost a guarantee. But if you play Southern rock, there's a better chance that someone grabs onto it. Right. Yeah. You got more of that, you know, rock classic rock influence that a lot of these, a lot of the, my friends, a lot of these kids grew up listening to. Right. So, yeah. um, I think that there is there is very much room for commercial success in Southern Rock, okay. and and you know I I wish more and more people listen to it. I think it's starting to happen, and maybe that's just because that's what I listen to in my car, and maybe I think that people are just I'm naive to think that they that they listen to a song in my car and say, okay, I'm gonna go listen to it in their own car. But, yeah. but I mean, I guess you never know. Um, yeah. But I, I agree with you. I totally agree with you, and. I wish that, that was the case. That's that's straight up it. That is it. What is your favorite Skinner song? Um, probably uh, "I Need You." Oh. Oh. Yeah. All right. That's uh. I, I, that's hard for me though. Like I could sit here and rattle off five of my top favorites. I know, know? right? It's working it, for the MCA. You know. Oh, stuff yeah. Like that. yeah. I've, I I don't know. I mean, like. Everyone's always like, well, okay. So in, in a very like generic way of me, I think Freebird is a very overplayed song. Yeah. Although, I mean, like you got to appreciate it. I think the guitar yeah. solo obviously rips. And yeah. There's, there, there are very few things that get me more hyped than that guitar solo. I just yeah. think it's an overplayed song. I just think Skinner in general, just amazing. Just absolutely amazing. And I have them on vinyl. I listen to them on vinyl like every day. Okay. And that's really fun. I got pronounced Leonard Skinner. So um, I absolutely tear a hole in that thing. But uh, I turn it up. It's so funny. I turn it all the way up. Leonard Skinner documentary on Netflix. You have to watch it. What's it called? I heard it. It's called If Tomorrow Never Comes, I think. Really? All right. Is it it like like a biography kind of deal? Uh, a little bit. There's a lot of there's a lot of f- crazy footage in there I've never seen before. Maybe I'll watch that tonight. If tomorrow yeah, never really, comes, really good, man. I'm gonna look it up. I I I, I uh, that, that I've heard about that, and someone told me to watch that, and I guess I never got around to it. But yeah. I will I will look that up and watch that and let you know. Um, are you capable of picking a song that you'd love to play live, or and maybe your favorite song off that project, or is that like picking your favorite kid for you? I you know I really enjoy it, man. Amen. Yeah. Amen is one of those songs that I walked out of the right and I felt like I said everything I ever wanted to say in a song. And I, it was just like the biggest weight lifted off my shoulders. And I still feel that every time I sing it. Yeah. So that one, that one's, and then there's that line at the end that always gets me where it's, uh, uh, last time I heard my Dead boy just keep on keeping on and i always say keep on keeping on so for some reason that always just sticks with me every time i hear it um yeah. that is one thing i say a lot but obviously um that that it's fantastic and obviously it, it's it's very important to you um as as well as all of these songs probably are um, yeah yeah i mean that that song is super special to me because my mom always wanted me to write a gospel song yeah because i'm job after the bible um and you know i i have i grew up listening to gospel music and all that but you know i like rock and roll so yeah. this is kind of just my rock and roll gospel song did you like sing in church oh yeah all right 
I, cause I feel like you just have a very like not church voice, but also probably you do. Yeah. I, I used to have like a, uh, pretty high pitched voice <laughs> <laughs> in high school and stuff. I was just covering like John Mayer and like, just, yeah. <laughs> and, and then I saw Chris Stapleton and I was like, Oh, Oh, <laughs> Oh, like put your soul into it. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. Did you see that song that he did with uh well not that song that he did? Did you see the the second version of that Dale song that he that he played on? Uh uh, I didn't see that. You know, okay, have you heard that song Easy on Me? Mm -mm. Okay, so Easy on Me is an Adele song, it's very, very soulful. Chris Stapleton collabed with her for that song because she wanted to, and they put it out as like a target premium, right? But I have the song. I don't really know how I have the song, but it was in my email Dropbox. <laughs> I have the song, um, and it's it's knock your socks off. You can probably find it on YouTube if you type it in. I recommend you you go. Yeah. Look. Um, it's it's incredible. Chris Chris Ableton's obviously phenomenal, um, oh, yeah. and I hear a lot of Chris and you, so obviously that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I, I didn't realize that, that you were that big. Well, I mean, obviously, I think everyone really is, but I didn't realize that 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 Chris was like kind of that guy for you. So um, I, I hear a lot of Chris and you, and that's that that's cool to um, kind of make that comparison. Oh, probably seen probably seen him in show twenty times. Really? So. Yeah. Really? Oh my yeah, god! Where? That bag, you know, seen him uh, three weeks before that Justin Timberlake performance. Oh, yeah. I love that one. Oh my yeah, god! I saw him in Mississippi at a blues festival. He was opening up for Old Crow Medicine Show. There was like fifty people there. All right. This was just like three weeks before that. So. Oh you know, my god! Just total skyrocket to success. When's know? the first time you ever saw him? First time I saw him was Georgia Theater. Okay. And this was in Athens, Georgia. Very cool. And Very- uh, like, I almost fell off the fucking balcony because. <laughs> This was like hanging over it, dude. I just couldn't. <laughs> I was just like completely floored. And he came out and he opened up with my favorite Steel Driver song. Yeah. Which is uh, Where Rainbows Never Die. Very cool. Love that song. And I, I haven't seen him do that since. Yeah. So that was the first show I saw. Yeah. So what, what people don't realize, and I'm curious, what people don't realize is, or a lot, people that don't know country music don't realize this. That Chris was Chris Stapleton was or he is a huge songwriter. Like he's written some of probably oh, yeah. your favorite songs that or whoever's listening to this, probably your favorite songs. He's written a lot of them. And that's oh. like that, that that's his quote unquote first step claim to fame kind of deal. Um, so did you see a Chris Stapleton and be like, I could be that? Like that could be me. Uh no, because uh, I think he's like well. <laughs> I think he's like a one once in every generation, you know, kind of thing. That's true. That's a good point. You know, he's, he's, he's a very incredible, but you know, I respected what he did and how he did it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I could see myself expressing who I was like that in a way, you know, in the way that he did, you know, I don't walk around with a cowboy hat with a feather on it or anything like that, you know, but, and that there's nothing wrong with that, but you know, I just try to be myself. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I put everything I have into my music on stage, you know, but when I get off every night, I'm completely drained, you know, like I feel like I just walked off the football field. (laughs) Well, that's why you're in tip top 
peak yeah. male physique form. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> dad bod is in, dude. It's- <laughs> That's right. That's right. The lady, remember that. The ladies love the dad bod. Remember that. Yeah, there you go. Sponsored by, sponsored by Miller High Life, the champagne of beers. <laughs> body by miller that's what i like to say that's that's how i live my life um so can we talk about these white room sessions a little bit i keep seeing this on your instagram and i'm, I'm just kind of curious of of uh kind of like why why you decided to to, to do it is, is it a fun thing for you is it just kind of a way for you to put out content or is it going to be a, a, a um so i did all five songs acoustic cool uh like like that and these in this uh white room at empire um that's you know for like photo shoots and stuff like that Mm -hmm. they they wanted me to go in there and do a photo shoot and i said well i you know i'd just rather do super like raw acoustic videos in this (laughs) room because i've never seen any acoustic video like that yeah it's cool white room like that just like you know so i just thought it was a little different and i think it's cool i like it and i I like how you put how you're putting them back to back on the uh uh, on the feed there i think it looks really good you i see you're on tiktok now you're doing the tiktok yeah thing. i'm trying to do a little tiktok you know you don't sound what too happy about that i'm, at I'm all. an old soul man i'm a really old soul uh me and my phone are always together you know and when i'm like doing stuff my f- pulling out my phone and and making 12 videos to put together in one video is like the last thing on my mind <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah i'm trying to get better at it i guess my my biggest thing with TikTok is that I like um, to do the TikToks that that literally are the least amount of effort possible. Like if you ask me to do all these different things, like add in text and use all these different videos and all these different sounds, I don't want to do it. I want the easiest way to get from A to B. That's it. That's yeah, it. It just it just it takes away from the moment for me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm I agree. trying to find I'm trying to find a, a way to use it. You know? Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, I don't think it's smart. Like, I think it's smart to use it. I just think sometimes it's one of those things that you just have to learn again and no one wants to learn it. Yeah. So, um, and you know, like, I, I feel like it would be, you know, we're, I'm not on the road right now on tour or anything. So I know it would be way easier to, you know, show people what's going on and what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis on TikTok if we were kind of on the road, which we're working to get on, but right. Um, you know, I'm just kind of at home in Nashville writing songs and doing stuff. And I'm actually working on a reggae project right now. I'm recording a reggae record for yourself. Uh, well, me and two other buddies. Wow. Uh, are doing a reggae record. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, I really like reggae. My other two buddies really like reggae and, uh, that's so yeah. really and, cool. And writing, writing, writing reg- Southern rock reggae. That's Just really freaking cool. That's so, so cool. Do you have a do you have a title for it? I feel like it's gonna be something wild. Uh, we don't have. I, I think it's gonna be Circus I'm In. That's cool. So we have a song that we wrote called Circus I'm In about Nashville. That's and, cool. That's yeah. awesome. I'm excited for that. That'll be cool. That'll be really really wow. I don't think I've ever heard that before. You are a you are a, a, an innovative man, my friend. That's what you are. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 not me. Not me. <laughs> man, it came, it came from John Mayer, dude. He always, he, he's always recreating himself and like doing different projects and trying this and trying that. And yeah. Do you like his new, do you like his new record? I love it actually. Yeah, me too. I love you it. Know, I don't, I don't, I don't preferably like uh eighties music. I don't like the whole like, do, 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 
drums and, and, like, the, ding, 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 and the, the keys, the, yeah. you know, the crazy keys and stuff. But you know, like the first song on the record's like very Toto to me. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, and like I'm not like a huge Toto fan, but you know, that one grew on me. But songs like uh, I guess I just feel like I love that freaking song. Yeah. Like that was like I feel like I saw a new thing in John Mayer's songwriting in that. Yeah. Does know. doesn't that first song kind of sound like Africa? What sound like what? Sounds like Africa. Toad is Africa. Oh yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, right? It's exa- it's a, it's it's pretty freaking close. <laughs> when I when, I, when I, I put it on once, I'm like, wait, what the hell is is this? Is this? I was like, is this Africa? And then he. Oh kept, yeah. All right, it's pretty close. Like like he he just about rips it off before ripping it off. Yeah, and like Wild Blues, very uh, Fleetwood Mac. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. I- I think it's cool. I think it's really it's, cool. It's really cool. It's got it's kind of like late seventies, early eighties mm-hmm. kind of vibes for me. So I'm cool with it. I really like it actually. Yeah. It took me about a week to get into it. I think. Uh, yeah, I, I I had to sit there and listen to it for a little bit too. But uh, I think after I kind of uh, soaked it all in, I I realized that you know it was it was a cool project and it was different and. Uh, sometimes you need different sometimes the same old stuff you know kind of gets a little uh, you know cut and dry and, and you just want to kind of have something fresh and, and new and, and risk-taking so i think that's cool and you know i i just think it's awesome joe dude thanks for coming to hang out with me i yeah, appreciate it bro. i uh like we said we you know we've been trying to get this down for a while and i'm glad that that we did it now after all this music came out because yeah. Like I said, I think it's fantastic. And I think that everyone should listen to it. Um, if you're listening right now, go listen to Joe, Job's EP. It's called What I Believe. It's um, awesome. It's five songs. And listen to one through five. And don't don't pick the songs. Please listen to song one and then go all the way through song five. And then you can decide which ones you want to listen to when you decide what your favorites are. But please listen from one to five. Because trust me, if you don't get what I'm saying, you're going to understand once you listen to it. Um, Believe me, I'm not very smart. I just know one thing, and I know that these five songs absolutely kick ass. So please just listen to them in uh, in the whole capacity and just enjoy them. Dude, thanks for hanging out with me. I, I really do appreciate it. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what else you got coming, um, where you're going to go on tour. Please come up north or else I'm going to have to go south, which really won't be the end of the world. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll make my way there eventually. I have to hit the Stone Pony, man. I played there with Whiskey Myers one time, so. I will drive my ass to Asbury Park. That is easy money. I don't even care. I'll drive an hour to Asbury Park. We'll have a hell of a time. I'll stay at my cousin's. I'll drive back the next time. Let's do it. Please. Please, let's do it. Stone Pony's great. That that would be awesome. That would be absolutely awesome. Everybody, you can go follow Job on Instagram uh, at Job Fortner, all one word, um, and go stream all his music wherever you listen to music, uh, Apple Music, Spotify, um, literally wherever you listen to it. It's there. Go listen to it. Go support him. Go stream it. Go love. Go love the new EP. Go do all the great things that that we love to do for artists and songwriters. Um, as always, it's another episode of the Member Country Music Podcast. You can listen to all of our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, and just now, recently, as of last week, iHeartRadio um, on the iHeartRadio app. Yeah, it's another episode of the Member Country Music Podcast. Remember to rate, subscribe, give us five stars if you love the episode, and follow us on Instagram at RCM underscore podcast. New episodes come out every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central. As always, I'm Kyle Corvus. That's Joe Fortin. You can see me next week. Bye-bye now.